51% of people between 18 and 29 no longer support the system of capitalism. My experience is that the younger generation is moving left on economic issues, and I've been so excited to see how Democrats have moved left on social issues, but I wonder if there's anywhere you feel that the Democrats could move farther left to a more populist message, we could make a, a more stark contrast to right-wing economics. Well, I thank you for your question, uh, but I have to say we're capitalist, and that's just the way it is. <laughs>
you know, I mean, they're sure there are like people who are just lights out fucking amazing at it, like Lionel Messi and shit like that. But it's, it's very much a team sport, you know, no matter what, uh, how good any one of your players are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is exciting. It's like, you know, it, it's, it's the kind of anticipation, the whole game and like the good defensive play. So I've, I, I've grown to appreciate it. I feel like I definitely had that, that like American, initial like oh it's fucking lame and they don't score at all and it's you know i mean it's not a sport for television is the thing we americans like sports where it goes on for like a very short spurt of of shit going on and then we stop and fucking like you know watch the replay and figure out what the fuck just happened and then we right then we watch a replay right. and then right that's, that's it, the it's like like if love. you took the the actual length of time of a baseball game when the ball is in play it's less than nine minutes long Oh yeah, it's like nothing. <laughs> so we well, stretched that out for three that... hours so we can go get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the biggest like hurdle I had with soccer. It was like it it the clock doesn't stop ever. Like it doesn't stop when you score a goal. It doesn't nope. stop when the ball goes out of bounds. It doesn't and and they don't like have a set like there's no buzzer. Like it just the referee like decides like, oh yeah, it's been six minutes, I think, and then just blows the whistle at the end of the <laughs> like it's All the right. fucking weirdest thing in the world if you're not used to that, if you're used to american sports and buzzer beaters and shit like that but but once you get used to that it's actually super fun um but yeah no so that, once that's you get used to things it. actually happening the whole time <laughs> right right that's no it's it's fun it's it's definitely a marathon um especially to watch live but uh another thing I, yeah so another thing i've been watching actually we were talking about it a couple maybe last week i don't even remember but a couple weeks ago i think was uh andor on on disney plus uh and you know disney plus sh- as i call it yes disney plus of course <laughs> and um it, it's fucking wild it's it's a wild show because on paper like i don't know how the show got greenlit it's like hey remember that guy in rogue one oh no no not mads mickelson no, no no not that guy no not ben mendelson oh no the <laughs> other guy <laughs> like the fifth string guy in like that movie like who was you know whatever remember oh, yeah, harvey gonna... milk's uh like young boyfriend right in the right movie right the guy with the fucking afro. suicide yeah like he yeah that guy that guy you remember him <laughs> well that, you know, that was the only other the... thing i knew him in other than this or other than you know rogue one before that sure but... Well, uh, well, you're only like one episode, two episodes in, right? Well, uh, I got to the, th- I think it was the third episode. I got to the, the oh, scene yeah, okay. where, um, and this isn't really spoiling anything, but basically where he's meeting with um, uh, uh, Stellan, yeah, skateboard guy, Stellan Skarsgård, <laughs> and uh, in in the in the fucking in the in the in the pulley factory, uh, apparently, apparently it's a factory where they make nothing but pulleys that can fall and crush people. It's a very <laughs> industrial show. I've noticed. It's very much like. <laughs> It's very proletarian and very focused on like the regular work work people do and the monotony of work and like the, 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 that's, but that's, what's amazing to me is like, and and that scene, by the way, is great, great fucking action scene, but it's a, it's just a great fucking tense drama thriller where there's no, like, there's no force. There's hardly any space lasers other than the guns that obviously they're going to have to, you know, shoot the space guns, but I I don't even have any fucking empire in this show until like the fifth episode. (laughs) Well, and the great thing is like, there's, you know, the pseudo empire there, they, they touch on the fact that this in, you know, in the U S and in reality, what you get is this marriage of corporate and governmental, you know, fascism. Like it, it, that's the great thing is like the first, you know, the episodes I've been watching, it's it's been this this like pre-more like a, a corporate. I don't even know what the fucking name of the corporation is, but basically it's just like this corporate fucking 
police force that seemingly has jurisdiction over the entire galaxy. <laughs> and, and it's just like layer upon layer upon layer of bureaucracy to the point <laughs> where even even like the really fascist tryhard guy, they're just like, yeah, you can calm down. You don't need to be all fucking extra about shit right yeah, now. Yeah, the fucking... Even, um, even dead cops were just kind of like, yeah, you don't want to deal with that, really. You mean, you mean b- bargain bin fucking Kyle McLaughlin guy, the, the lead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love I love the the humor of him, you know, being so fascist that he like even altered his own uniform to be like more fucking prim and proper. And I was just like, did you change your uniform? He's like, maybe. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, he's he's for sure getting like a he's 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 enough of a kiss ass. He's for sure getting a, you know, middle management position on some starship on some fucking imperial starship, you know, going forward. If he right. makes it through the season, I don't know. But well, it's it's an interesting show because it's really not about Andor much at all. It's about all these other really fascinating characters, and they really put in the work of uh, you know fleshing them out in ways that Star Wars isn't really known for, right? <laughs> with their characters, and not just like, hey, what if we found out where the fucking dice came from, and Han Solo was a teenager, and like that's an interesting thing. And it's like, no, it wasn't. You didn't really tell us anything that we didn't already know. I re- I knew it was going to be fucking awesome just from the beginning because like. Like there's they show you something that you've never seen in Star Wars, which is like n- not really a sex scene, but like a prelude to a sex scene where like his the the girl that he's like clearly like has a thing for uh, I I forget her name I, t- I haven't learned characters names yet, but the 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 chick that ha- a Bix Bix that's what it was uh, the chick that helps him on on his planet or whatever um goes home like with her 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 dickhead husband who rats out or, well i guess this is sort of spoiling the first episode but <laughs> in any event um it's it's really not it's like first little bit of the episode but um yeah. and they and they kind of like have and it's just way more like realistic human interaction than i've ever seen in a star wars show and i'm like yeah wow you know this is fucking interesting Almost- like Almost feels like this is made for adults and not ten-year-old right. boys. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's 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 kind of amazing. Um, so I'm very excited to see where it's going because I, I think just from these first three episodes or so that I've watched, I can tell that Tony Gilroy, the showrunner, show creator, um, has has a has something to say. And I I think it was really funny this week. I saw a quote with him in an interview that I sent you that somebody. Some fucking nerd was was interviewing him from like Vanity Fair or something, um, and they were asking him, "Well, you know, Mon Moth because the, Mon Mothma, who was in the original Mon uh, Mothra, you mean Mon yes, Mothra? Mon, Mon, Mon Mothra. Um, over here, wait, I have it's okay. So it's from Deadline. Um, the fleshing out of Rebel co-founder Mon Mothma. She feels like a nod to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> she's this upper class person who knows she's a catalyst to make a difference." Uh, and right wrongs. And so Gilroy's answer was her job description is senator, longtime politician, power player, doesn't get everything she wants, doesn't get everything, uh, doesn't get everything she wants. Uh, I certainly wasn't thinking about the American Speaker of the House when I was writing the scripts. Uh, there are things all uh, the way through the show, and I don't want to go through and quote chapter and verse, but this is the Russian Revolution. This is Montagnard. This is uh, something interesting that's happened uh, that happened in the Haitian Revolution. This is the ANC. Oh, this is the Irgun Building, Palestine. Uh, I might pronounce that wrong, but uh, this is the Continental Congress. This goes all the way. I mean, you could drop a needle in the last, I don't know, what uh, is recorded history. 3,000 years, legitimate recorded. I mean, slavery, oppression, colonialism, bad behavior, betrayal, heroism. I mean, it's a continuum. So, yeah, so th- th- this is a show where the showrunner is like citing the Haitian Revolution as a fucking 
uh, you know, inspiration for the plot of the show. And you got a fucking dweeb at deadline asking if Mon Mothma is supposed to be Nancy Pelosi. In this it's, it's, I mean, how fucking ignorant can you be? Like this is just, this is how like the corporate media is just nothing but fan service for politicians. Right. right? It's like, Hey, you know, the Luke Skywalker, just like Richard Nixon. <laughs> well, maybe the actor <laughs> who fucking plays him. Uh, that was stupid oh, as Richard Nixon, but yeah, no, I, it's just, it's just fucking hilarious. But, but that's why I have a lot of confidence in, in this show going forward. And I also have a lot of confidence that they'll never let this guy make a fucking star Wars movie because that's way too fucking hot of a time. He's, t- he's touching way too many third rails. I- I'd be surprised if they let him do anything beyond Andor, but I'll, I'll appreciate the shit out of this show while we have well, it. And, and he referred to Palestine as a place, not as a people, which is no, right. The, he didn't the, say the big no, no Palestinians. Right. Yeah. You're not allowed to call Palestine a place that that's like rule number one <laughs> right um i'll tell you who i loved on this show uh and who i've loved and you know also anywhere i've seen her is uh faye marzi uh who played the waif on game of thrones um who i would argue was one of the best villains on that show um just like relentlessly brutal to aria <laughs> um so she's on this show and also her character yet on andor Maybe you might not just you might have just not recognized her because okay. at first I was like, where do I know that face from? And, you know, she's like a little bit older now, too. So going from, you know, probably whatever, 14, 15 when she was on Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, faces changed slightly. But, um, yeah, she also plays a, a very ambiguous like like none of the rebels really come off as being the good guys in this. They're mostly they start out like being a bunch of like just criminals who get paid to do this. You know, like it, there's nobody who's really noble in what they're doing. Even Starsguard is just like, yeah, we're trying to make things worse. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make the Empire make things worse so that people fucking wake the fuck up. Right, it's you accelerationism. Know? Yeah. yeah, he's an accelerationist. <laughs> he freely admits amazing. it. And he's like, there's there's a great scene where some uh, mon, mon Mothra. <laughs> God damn it. It's all right. um, she's like, if you do this, people are going to get hurt. And he's like, yeah, that's the plan. The, the plan is for people to get hurt. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's what that's that, that is a rebellion and you know lots of people are going to die and that's kind of yeah. that's that's why you're watching this show <laughs> yeah and i've never heard of this guy tony Gilroy before but apparently he wrote all the born movies which are you know very very good for for what they are you know kind of somewhat mindless action movies he wrote uh michael clayton so he certainly has like a background in not you know like cheesy genre flicks right um so that'll be interesting hmm. I oh, wrote the devil's advocate. That's, that's an interesting screenwriting credit. Um, all right. Well, in any event, Wait, um, what was that? That's, that was the movie with, uh, with Keanu, Keanu and, and Al Pacino is the, yeah, yeah. the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. What, a, what uh, a weird time for Keanu Reeves. <laughs> They're just like, nobody knew what to do with him Cause he was super famous, but they were just like, let's just give him roles. He's super not suited for. <laughs> completely not suited for and just kind of let him phone it in and just kind of be himself and just, you know, do whatever he wants to do and have the same fucking hair, you know, in every movie. I see a lot with a lot of actors nowadays where it's just like part of their writer, part of their contract is just like, nope, this, I'm, this I have is, to look, I have to, my signature look, you know, I'm not changing anything, <laughs> you, know, you know, Paul Dano, I don't know how he's pulled it off, has had the same fucking, you know, bowl haircut in every single right. role he's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah, no. And, 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 you know, I, I like Keanu when he, when he's in his wheelhouse, he's great, but like, just, he, he should not stray from that very, very narrow wheelhouse to do, you know, 
fucking Shakespearean drama or, or I don't think he's, I don't think he's in any rush to do anything quite like that. But yeah, I'm just always going to think of him as, you know, screaming and firing bullets into the sky in frustration. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You know, what what it, what it who, just imagine being Catherine Bigelow and being like, you know what this scene needs is a moment where he's just so frustrated. He's just, you know, shoots a gun into the air and, and screams to the top of his lungs. I mean, it, certainly will slight, relate to that. It, it was so it was super goofy. But in slight defense of that scene, you could make an argument. And this is me rationalizing it. But you could make an argument that his partner was following way behind him and he was trying to signal where he was because he immobilized himself and he wasn't <laughs> that's the slight the slight like justification i could make for that but it was obviously just because it was a i just i love the idea that you know, you're so angry and frustrated you have to fire a gun but like you 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 can't control yourself you're out of control you have to fire a gun somewhere but you know you, hopefully if you shoot it straight up in the in the air it won't hurt anybody like that's that's, that's like the, well, whatever that's, I, whatever literally I the that. worst place you could shoot a gun if right. you didn't want to hurt people is straight up into the air because it literally can come down anywhere right right <laughs> depending on the slight angle of your gun you may be killing you know 10 people with those with those shots you just fired um i whenever i see that scene though i just laugh because i think of the scene in hot fuzz where, where, he, where he's like keeps asking like you ever fire your gun in the air and just gone on he's like no i never fired my gun in the air and gone off and it's like a whole it, oh man Great movie. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, let's get into the the much less exciting uh, news and <laughs> topics of the week because you know we talked a little bit about uh, na- leader of the uh, rebellion, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, you know this this is kind of just breaking today. So you know, forgive us if the details are fairly scarce. But um, and when I say breaking today, I mean the 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 significant development today. That this has been an ongoing. Um, negotiation between the the uh, rail workers union and and the railroad companies for I think three years they've been they uh, were saying that they've been negotiating um, and all they want is some fucking sick time like you should fucking novel concept well, considering it's, it's not all they want but it's well, no no it, it's it's a big breaker. it's a big it's the sticking point of the of the negotiation um, we're in a situation where I mean people have been you know rail railroads are an essential service they had no you know minimal to no interruptions uh during during covid and um rightfully rail workers are like hey uh we're stuck on these fucking passenger cars with these people we're getting sick all the time you need to pay us when we're sick so we can stay home and get better and not be you know trapped in rail cars with with a bunch of other people um and you know they they were asking i think i, I read at one point they were asking for like like 14 15 days two weeks sick time which i don't think is unreasonable um considering you know how close quarters they are with all of their patrons but that'd be per year per year yeah 15 days per year and you know you don't use them you'd lose them which is the you know the way sick days typically work which is fine like paid time off you have to accrue you don't just like no right right you get that (laughs) after five years of work or whatever like it's you know it's very right it's like you get like you know you you earn the amount of time that you get for paid sick leave as you work it's you know however many hours a week you work you get that much you know you know and and again remember the fucking cdc recommendation if you get covid is still that you isolate for five days so in theory if these companies are following those regulations they wouldn't be allowed to work for five days like they're they're employees you know and of course most places are just whatever for ignoring that at this point but 
you know, if they were being at all responsible, they would at least like if they tested positive, have them stay home for five days, you know, test negative, whatever, come back. Um, the, the railroad company wants to give them one paid sick day a year. That was the compromise that the railroad company came for, uh, came with, which to which Joe Biden was like, awesome, let's fucking do it. Because God forbid I fucking ever do the thing that I say that I'm, you know, in support of, like support labor. God forbid I do that. I'm going to he literally today pulled a fucking Ronald Reagan and was like, no, I'm, I, I'm compelling Congress to force the rail workers to accept this bullshit fucking offer that they have. On I don't the even know how, what, what, what authority does the Congress have? I to literally do that? have no idea. I don't know. These, if this these is, are not federal employees. They're not, so, but I don't know if they, they, they can invoke something because it's such a, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's something that they're going to do to invoke it. Like some sort of, you know, um, essential service. I forget the exact term, but I, I'm sure there's a way that they could, you know, but again, this is this fucking private, you know, public gangbang so of the government. The only which... thing they can really do is pass a law that says that the railroad company owners, the carriers, have the right to fire them if they go on strike. That's really the only mechanism they have here to force them to comply right. with this with this contract that they have com- c- like repeatedly voted down that they will not accept. Right, because it's right. So this is union busting. This is union busting one hundred and one. Um, and just just the audacity to call them essential workers, but then say they don't have the the right to have a paid sick leave, right? Like that. That's just. I mean, it it is breathtaking. I tweeted this earlier. It's breathtaking to me to watch the most progressive president since the FDR call on Congress to break a railroad strike. Any country that would uh, deny essential workers or any workers paid sick leave deserves to have its economy crippled. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, again, this is just the fucking, you know, Joe Biden, uh, the midterms are over. He has no incentive whatsoever to be remotely to the left of, of Ronald Reagan anymore. He could fully rip his mask (laughs) off for the next year and a half until he has to pretend that he's left again to get reelected. But yeah, apparently, um, apparently to, uh, he's to the right of Marco Rubio. You saw his tweet today. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. This is how fucking dog shit the Democrats are is that Marco Rubio just to, just to be, you know, anti-Biden and because he, it's an, it's an easy position to stake out because he knows that the Democrats have the votes. He tweeted out today, um, the railways and workers should go back and negotiate a deal that the workers, not just the union bosses will accept. Uh, but if Congress is forced to do it, I will not vote to impose a deal that does not uh, have the support of the rail workers. So, like, uh, <laughs> like I don't even think I've heard Bernie say anything that good. No, oh, <laughs> I, I know. Well, Bernie did say he won't. I, I forget exactly his. He, he was in support of them. But yeah, I, but that's what I mean. Did, like, did Bernie say he was going to vote against it explicitly? Uh, I'm going to look at his tweets right now. Yeah. Uh, guaranteed guaranteeing seven paid sick days to rail workers would cost the rail industry a grand total of three hundred twenty-one million dollars a year, less than two percent of its profits. Please don't tell me the rail industry can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Rail companies spent blah blah blah. Do okay. So let's see. Um, at a time of record profits in the rail industry, it is unacceptable that rail railroad workers have zero guaranteed paid sick days. Yeah, oh, okay. It is my intention to block consideration of rail legislation until a roll call vote occurs guaranteeing. Seven paid sick days to rail workers in America. Hmm. Again, I don't know why Congress has any say over what this private, like, like again, whatever. I, I'm sure there's some bullshit loophole where they have full fucking 
you know, discretion over this private public partnership because everything in America is a private public partnership. But well, it's amazing how fast they will, you know, move to act on something to prevent people from getting health care. Yep. Uh, but then when they say, oh, we, we, we would we would do, you know, Medicare for all, but we just don't have the votes. We don't we there's no way we can do it. The you know, Mitch McConnell won't let us. Um, there's always an excuse why they can't do something, but they can move mountains when it comes to breaking the labor union uh, in this country. So I, I wanted to read a little bit from uh, some CNN coverage of this today and uh, see if you can tell kind of what what side of this equation CNN is on by uh, some of these some of this text here. So uh, headline CNN rail unions decry Biden's call for Congress to block strike. Businesses praise the plan. <laughs> Just like right in the headline. Like, okay, okay. Uh, so Biden said he is sympathetic to the union's demand, but he's uh, but he would send a rail strike. Oh no! But he said a rail strike would cause too much economic damage and must be avoided. "Quote: I share workers' concerns about the inability to take leave to recover from illness or care for a sick family member," he but. said in his statement. "Quote: No one should have to choose between their jobs and their health care." Or the health of their children. So that's <laughs> clearly that like he's just saying that no, none of his actions reflect that. I'm waiting for the butt because of that whole, you know, anything that comes before right. the butt is a total fucking lie. So basically. Know. So in a statement from the Brotherhood of Maintenance and Way Employee Division, which represents about 23,000 track maintenance workers, making him at the third largest rail union in the country, said it is not enough to share workers concerns. A call to Congress to act immediately to pause legislation that adopts tentative agreements that exclude paid sick leave ignores the rail workers concerns. Uh, and then a quote here from Hugh Sawyer, treasurer of the railroad workers United a caucus of union activists that have been, uh, that have been uh, campaigning against ratification of the tentative labor deal said, quote, Joe Biden blew it. <laughs> he had the opportunity to prove his labor friendly pedigree to millions of workers by simply asking Congress for legislation to end the threat of a national strike on terms more favorable to workers. Sadly, he could not bring himself to advocate for a lousy handful of sick days. The Democrats and Republicans are both pawns of big business and the corporations. I would argue they're not really pawns. They're more just co-conspirators. Arms, really. yeah. What's <laughs> like Wings of. But no, but that's. Who said that? Was that a union guy? Yeah. So that was. <laughs> he talks, he, he uh, talks like a union guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, I've read uh, like if you if you read some. Like every union leader has a blog somewhere and right. like, man, they are some of the most long winded people. They love to <laughs> fucking talk <laughs> and great. they will give quotes where you're just like, they don't care what anyone thinks about them. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, they really fucking don't. Um, that's why these people were a fucking threat and were but, thrown in jail. But that's um, but he makes a great point is that like Biden could have done exactly what he did and just said, I am calling on Congress to just give them fucking five sick days like he could have just he could have he could have thrown out a fucking measly number that that like would have made it seem like i i, I want to get them more than what the rail company is offering but he just makes he makes zero demands whatsoever of fucking capital he just immediately accepts their terms without no they're and, he's he's pressing the agenda he wants which right. is to do whatever the rail companies want right um so here's where the article Gets back on track here. More than 400 business groups had joined Monday to plead with congressional leaders on Monday for quick action. Several echoed those concerns at uh, Tuesday, or those concerns Tuesday at a press conference organized by the Association of American Railroads, the industry's trade group. 
They all praised Biden's actions, mm-hmm. uh, calling it appropriate. Quote, truly the only thing standing in the way of ensuring the American economy doesn't take a major hit is the United States Congress, said Mike Somers, the CEO of the American Petroleum Institute, a lobbying group for the oil industry that depends on rail shipments. <laughs> It's like there's there's the voice we end with is yep. the fossil fuel industry. Yep. No, that's that's actually who fucking runs this country. So why not? Um, it it's just amazing. I you know, and there I was reading an article today. Uh, railroad CEOs recently paid themselves two hundred million dollars in bonuses, just in bonuses. I mean, it's a you know, again, it's a it's a massive for profit. You know, the the railroad industry uh, had earnings of six billion dollars in 2021 so this is not an industry that cannot afford um to pay for a measly amount of fucking sick time as bernie pointed out which by the way you know that sick time is you only take if you're sick like it the vast majority like i have sick days that i haven't taken like vast majority of people like they'll use their vacation time unless their jobs like the complete fucking drizzling shits they typically won't like pretend to be sick and use their sick time you know just to get yeah. whatever like they they keep it in case they actually need it because they know fucking there's a lot of shit going around and like shit if i get covid or if i whatever I, i'm gonna need that sick time so like most people hang on to that and don't end up using it by the end of the year so it's not even 300 million it's it, it conceivably could be one to 200 million of their fucking six billion dollar earnings um devoted to just making sure their employees don't fucking take out a bunch of other employees by getting sick and you know, passing it on. Yeah, to well, in, in the industry is already overworked. Like they don't right. have enough people to do the jobs that they need. And that's why they keep making, you know, uh, freight trains longer and longer to the point where it's fucking dangerous. Because you, if you don't, you need to have somebody at both ends of that train to watch the whole thing and be aware of what's happening. You know, there's more and more trail derailment, uh, train derailments uh, because of that. So you'd think if anything, they'd be trying to make these jobs as lucrative and appeal worthy as possible. Right. You would think, but they don't care about their workers at all. They never have. Um, I just saw this circulating around today. This is a, I forget the name of the comic strip, but it's, I've, I've seen it, you know, for probably 15 years, I've seen this comic strip and it's entitled a brief history of corporate whining. Uh, and it's nine different panels here. And the first one, um, this is all just like bosses and owners and different little cartoon characters drawn here. 1842. If workers can legally strike, no business will be able to survive. 1887. Give blacks an entire dollar for a day's labor. We might as well burn down my business to the ground. 1912. <laughs> Worker deaths are tragic, but anti-sweatshop laws would be the death of industry in America. 1915. When workers can't be fired for joining a union, how can anyone stay in business? 1942. Uh, or I'm sorry, 1924, banning child labor would destroy the economy. <laughs> right, little Timmy? Little kid says, that's right. And he's like missing two fingers and a tooth. Uh, 1938, we can't have a 40-hour work week because if we do, there'll be no employers left to hire anyone. Oh, what a shame. 1964, equal pay for women and Negroes. Businesses can't stay afloat if federal regulations <laughs> strangle us. 1970, health and safety laws are a formula for massive permanent unemployment. And then the last panel is just titled, Now, if the new labor rights law passes, then businesses are doomed. Doomed! Yep. So this is the same excuse they've always made. We can't afford to pay people what they need and give them time off when they're sick because we would make 2% less profit than the, you know, billions we're already making. 
our demands right now are way too fucking nice. Like it, when you consider the actual like industry disrupting scale of all those other, you know, things that you mentioned in terms of, you know, massive changes to labor, we're being so fucking hosed right now. And like the asks of, of big labor are so minuscule compared to what a, what should be asked and B what's been historically, you know, demanded, um, of, of capital that it's, it's fucking crazy that we're accepting no for an answer, given how fucking much of a pittance we're asking for, you know, on a grand scale. It, it's kind of amazing to me. Well, I mean, the workers are not taking no for an answer. No, no, no. <laughs> they're, they're these guys are, but I, I just mean the broadly, Democrats that are taking no broadly for an speaking. Answer. Right. No, I mean, broadly speaking, um, the labor movement in this country. But yes, that the, the rail and I fucking hope they wildcat strike and I hope it cripples the fucking you know, U.S. economy, because that's all Joe Biden fucking cares about. And that's yeah. the only thing that'll get. And they should attention. do it. They definitely should do it in December when it'll fuck up everyone's tra- holiday oh, travel plans. So I got to I got a fucking train ticket in December to go back to, and see mom for Christmas. And, you know, I'm kind of like, well, not crossing a picket line. No, Sorry, yeah, mom. No, <laughs> if and, it comes and, to that. And that's enough of a thing that I think that if, if Biden really does try to force force through this this fucking agreement and they do wildcat strike that enough other unions will will help, you know, enforce that strike. They'll, you know, they'll block the fucking rail tracks with their, you know, 18 wheel. Like they'll they'll do shit to enforce that this fucking strike i i really hope and i have i have confidence in in the other in some at least some of the other uh you know unions in this country to actually i hope the bill fails too i hope it doesn't get enough votes and they fucking look like fools for trying to push it through democrats pat push this through i mean again it's a fucking joke of a fucking party to begin with but it just again you just see you see any and all conversation about labor to fucking Don- again you're you're handing donald trump an election on a fucking silver platter you've already handed him the 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 massive fucking talking point of i'm i don't want to send your money to a bunch of ukrainians like that's not what i'm going to do with billions of dollars of your money what am i sending money money to them to fight a war that we have nothing to do with that's a, that's going to be his fucking running you know that's going to be his staple of his campaign number one but don't fucking hand him this shit on a silver platter you you're just handing him the fucking election at this point if you give him this, like, I mean, it, what what else would they do if it wasn't that? Um, so, do you have that uh, clip queued up of uh, Pelosi and Schumer talking about this? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that just this this is this is this is just this isn't even cowardice. This is just like full on admitting better things aren't possible because we refuse to fight for them. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, uh, he asked Congress to act. Tomorrow morning, we will have a bill on the floor. Stanley said we could come up as early as 9 o'clock in the morning with the legislation that accepts the the original agreement plus the additional benefits that were gained in further discussion. I salute the president and Secretary Walsh for their leadership in improving that. That was a negotiation between labor and the railroads uh, presided over by the president, uh, the administration. And so we would bring that agreement to the floor. It's not everything I would like to see. I think that we should have paid sick leave. Uh, every country, every developed country in the world has it. We don't. But nonetheless, we we have an improved situation. Uh, and again, I don't like going against the ability of, of uh, unions to strike. But weighing the equities, we must <laughs> avoid a strike. It's a Jobs will be lost. Even union jobs will be lost. Water will not be safe. 
product will not be going to market. It is, uh, we could lose 750,000 jobs, some of them union jobs. That must be avoided. So tomorrow morning in the House, we will bring up the legislation, send it over to the Senate. And Leader McConnell and I agreed we'd try to get it done ASAP. And while the actual deadline um, of the railroads being shut down is the 8th, our real deadline is sooner than that because, as the speaker mentioned, many of the people who, many of the suppliers, if they believe there may well be a shutdown, will then um, not send their goods. Uh, chlorine, desperately needed, perishable, um, and cities and towns throughout America need that chlorine for their water supplies to keep them safe. So, so the real deadline is right, sooner, that, and we're going to try. That's, that's enough. That's, yeah, that's enough. I, Okay, this is ridiculous because okay, she's they're basically they're just flat out saying that you know we we would like to have there be paid sick leave, but we we have to push through a bill that doesn't have it. Really, you're the speaker of the house. You decide what gets a floor vote. You should be saying I will not allow a floor vote unless it has paid sick leave included. And why are you drafting a bill that the workers have to agree to that the rail companies like you should be pushing a bill that pisses them off because they're the ones that are forcing the strike by not agreeing to the current contracts. It's the fucking rail companies that are going to force a strike to happen, not the workers. The workers don't want to ha- have to not go to work well, and, and not get paid. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, and you know, yeah, if we let this go through, a bunch of people will be fired. That's not true. Like, that's only true if you if you allow them to illegally fire striking workers. Like, if, if you allow them to do that, sure. And that's basically what this bill is going to allow them to do if people decide to strike anyway is to fire them. You're literally making it more legally uh, feasible for these companies to fire striking workers by pe- by forcing them to adopt this fucking bill that they don't agree to. It, 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 I, I can't, I don't understand how that, like, it, it's just fucking insane that people just sit right. there and accept this fucking they, bullshit. They only have the power to do what the rail company wants. They don't have the power to do what the workers want. That's the Democrat party right there. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. So then you've got, you know, Marco Rubio, fucking Marxist Marco Rubio representing the rail workers of known train mecca, Florida. <laughs> right. Like, no, I, I, I would hop on a train world? to get out of that fucking god awful state if I was. Well, they, I know. mean, they, how many times has the federal government offered the money to build high speed rail and Florida's like, nope, we're not commies down here. We just fucking drive pickup trucks. Fuck no, the we'd train. Ra- we'd rather get lost and drive into a swamp than take a nice high speed rail, you know, across this <sighs> Seriously. barren wasteland. We built a freeway state. across the Everglades for a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> awful state. Awful, awful state. Um, but yeah, so, you know, again, I and I'm sure this is going to have an awful resolution like everything else in this country because this is just a fucking, you know, th- that was the most depressing thing about watching Andor is I was like, man, this is just like, it, it, it almost hit too close to home because it's just the, the marriage of corporation and government is just so ubiquitous as to the point where it's indistinguishable where i was like you know trying to figure out you know like are they the empire are they not like what the fuck is that like and and again that's just you know but and that's like again we can't figure out how the fuck the the congress has any sort of say over whether or not this rail union accepts this bullshit fucking proposal quote unquote that they're that they're being forced to adopt um and again, it's like, but it's just 
yeah, no, it's fine. That's that that can happen because that's this is America. This is the only place in the world where we don't fucking protect any workers' rights whatsoever. We just fucking force them to do shit that they, you know, don't want to do. I just I don't know how you can watch that show and think that you know Nancy Pelosi is mom <laughs> Mothma um, when if anything she's she's uh, the character named Deidre Miro who's like the hyper fucking career minded, uh, you know, climb the fucking ladder to, you know, fucking off, <laughs> fucking else, uh, fucking over everybody else along the way. Um, you know, total, total talk about a game of Thrones character. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know you're only three episodes in, but she kind of, uh, becomes a much bigger character as the series progresses. But yeah. Yeah. So I, in, in, in my research, cause you mentioned that she, Nancy Pelosi is, um, not only won't be the speaker of the house pretty soon, but is not oh. going to seek reelection. Um, unlike uh, another California lawmaker. <sighs> Did you see that shit? No. Well, oh God. Don't do not tell me Feinstein is going to run again. Yes. Did you see that? No, I, I really, I, I really literally cannot believe that. Like this, this it's, is just, it's just, it's insane. It's fucking insane. This, this is fucking insanity. She is she is in the late stages of clearly in the late stages of dementia. She's a thousand years old. She looks like a fucking uh, one of the puppets from that fucking dinosaurs television series. Like, what is she doing? Go go fucking live the last twenty remember, minutes of your life in peace. What are you doing? You, you remember watching like movies or TV shows where you know if the, the doctor could uh, basically declare the captain of a ship unfit for command <laughs> yeah. if, if they couldn't fucking like you know if, if like the you know on Star Trek or something like an alien took over the captain's brain and the, finally like the doctor figured it out and like you're not the real captain I'm relieving you of command and then yeah it seems alien. like we should have something like that in it, place in it, America it, it, like who who are the doctors who are you know given Feinstein a stamp of approval that she's fit for office. I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just because we, we know there's doctors who have who have said, like, yes, there are, you know, I have I've been filling prescriptions for Alzheimer's medication to members of Congress. Right. Like you should be telling the news. Like, I mean, I know you can't violate doctor patient confidentiality, but like, uh, isn't that what anonymous sources are for? <laughs> right. And um, which and again, that's what's been happening. But it's just. There's again, there's no mechanism of accountability whatsoever for elected officials in this country. And that's been clearer than ever in the last fucking five, six years. But um, her well, own fucking staff is leaking right. these things to the fucking. It's, it's, but it's like these, you know, you saw it with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's a fucking brand. People yeah. are making money from it. Look at this, this, this headline here from THR News, whatever the fuck that is. Nancy Pelosi documentary from daughter Alexander Pelosi gets HBO release date. No, oh, of course, of course it does. <sighs> because there's people who actually would want to watch something that fucking narcissistic and nepotistic. So I'd, I'd write, I'd watch a Nancy Pelosi documentary <laughs> depending on who fucking made it. You know, like I'd watch a real Nancy Pelosi documentary. Would you ever want to watch a documentary made about anybody by one of their children? No, God, no. Well, no. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe like a Ronald Reagan biography made by like the, his his son that fucking hates him. Like, I mean, that might be interesting. Even but. the documentary about Leonard Nimoy made by his son was kind of just like cringe all over because <laughs> yeah. it was just like, oh, I'm trying to figure out who my father was. It's like, <laughs> I mean, we already know who your father was. I'm sorry you didn't. He was fucking Spock on Star Trek. The only the only good what that just side, small sidebar, but the only good documentary like that I can think of is the Robin Williams documentary from HBO. 
which wasn't made by his kid, but he's like the feature sort of talking head in it. Mm, okay. Um, but well, it, it's yeah. just it's very good. But like, yeah, again, it, it's just for a politician, it's preposterous to think that they're gonna, you know, give a give a fucking honest accounting of their of their. I parents. mean, even just HBO's description of it just sounds so fucking masturbatory here. So. <laughs> Just, just a couple paragraphs here. Pelosi in the House is the title of it. We'll chronicle the House Speaker's time in Congress, including her evacuation from the Capitol during the January 6th riot. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be pulse well, that, that, that That's the big thing. Cause that's I, the I, catnip. Yep. That clip already like made the rounds where she's like eating a beef jerky stick like while she's like trapped in her office and like like oh get donald trump's fucking ass out or whatever she said that you know just happened to have a camera right in her face fucking perfectly you know in focus like right. totally not right. at all a staged fucking shot um yeah just so bullshit. hbo said the documentary on the speaker quote goes behind the headlines like right as it tracks pelosi's life in public office from her election to congress in 1987 and becoming the first female speaker of the house in 2007 uh, through the 2020 election and the President Biden inauguration, following Pelosi at both work and home in real time during consequential political moments in the country's recent history, the film offers a unique look at American politics through her efforts on the Affordable Care Act, the COVID-19 relief package, and uh, two impeachments, as well as the uh, record of events of the January 6, um, 2021, uh, following Pelosi... Uh, and other lawmakers at a secure location as the crisis unfolded. So it's, it's like, I forgot they impeached him twice. I told you that I memory hold that whole thing that they fucking, tried I mean, it twice. it doesn't count if only, you know, the house does it and the Senate doesn't approve it. It's not, it was not a real <laughs> impeachment. Well, well, yeah, right. You don't, there's no actual expulsion, but, um, I remember they were trying to pass that bill in Congress that no twice imp- impeached president could be buried in Arlington National Cemetery because they had to protect their <laughs> fucking sex pest, you know, b- buddy Bill Clinton. Because I don't think impeached. he'd even want to be buried there. He's all about fucking burying people in his golf course anyway. <laughs> no, right. But but it's just it's just hilarious because they like they, they they even they had to admit like, oh, yeah, no, our, our guy got impeached, too. But like, we're going to fuck. It, it was just so. God. That is that is just like the craziest thing that he fucking <laughs> buried his ex wife in his golf course. Oh, a hundred percent. He stored a bunch of docs in that in her coffin. I don't even. Did. I didn't think he. I don't even know. I mean, we well, know he's a pack rat with shit like that, but like, well, I know, know, yeah, I, for what or but that's a like lot. where you go out and bury a dog. <laughs> it's like off on the edge of the property where you well, don't he, have to. He think really about treated it. her like shit too when she like in, in his like break from her because that was who he he cheated on uh, with with. Uh, fucking what's his wife oh, melania like yeah he, he, so like it yeah he he probably that was i'm sure you know that the craziest thing is that his kids with her were just like yeah whatever that's fine <laughs> like just bury her mom in the golf course like oh my god well the funniest the funniest thing and i'm sure you've read about this before maybe we've touched on it before was the like in apparently like in correspondence between the two of them, once the divorce was being finalized, neither one of them wanted primary custody of their children. <laughs> um, no, you know, I fuck, imagine, I, I imagine up, suing though, your spouse to force them to have custody than you don't want. Right, no, <laughs> like the total opposite of every other divorce. No, you know, I fucked that up. He cheated on her with Marla Maples, and then Marla Maples, I think he cheated on with Melania. So she's she's yeah. one degree removed from Melania. So it's not. The- 
Um, just yeah, but and the other thing people were saying is that apparently if you if if something is used as a cemetery, like it's exempt from certain taxes. So people were like, oh yeah, no, he just did it to make his golf course like tax exempt, which I totally he fucking just, believe. Yeah, he but, just did it know. as a reflex, just a force of habit. Well, it, it it was it was probably a combination of like, yeah, maybe I can get some a tax break on this, and also like just spite because he's a prick. But you know. <laughs> Like why? Why was he even in charge of where she was buried anyway? Doesn't she have like she her had, own will, her own fucking? I don't know wishes? that she had next of kin other than like Tiffany, who's like he barely acknowledges exists. You know, like that's the. <sighs> I think that's the only kid he had with her, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think that much about him, honestly. No. 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 Or but, no. 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 Wait. Uh, I'm sorry. No. That's Ivanka. No. That's Ivanka's. Whatever. I don't. Whatever. In any event. Um. But no. So you know, it's just it's just fucking preposterous. And, and the other thing with uh, Pelosi is that, you know, she did say she's not going to seek reelection, but she um, is not going to run for reelection as speaker, but she immediately uh, nominates fucking Hakeem Jeffries. Who's like 45 and just as shitty as she is. And, you know, in some ways, even more hostile to, to the left than she is um, as her successor. So, you know, oh, don't, yeah, don't, I, I, I loved her statement about how it's time for a new generation of uh, capitalists to take over. Right. A new generation of people that believe the exact same fucking God awful right wing shit that I believe. Um, so, I mean, again, that's just, you know, I, I've already long since given up on the illusion that there's like change possible through the Democratic Party. But if you're one of those people who still clings to that hope, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that the minute this guy gets elected he'll just stay speaker forever or as long as they hold the majority which won't be you know long at all but he'll stay you know minority speaker and then majority speaker back and forth like they always do with these positions and he's fucking god awful and will never allow remotely leftist progressive whatever legislation to come to the floor for a vote so you know, I, I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, yeah, no, that shit's over. So speaking of elections, um, we had another clip of uh, another a uh, prominent politician from the South. Um, very short clip. Do you have that queued up here? Yeah, I think I do. Uh, well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. And I said this. <laughs> he got it right the first time, but the second time he just couldn't get it up. <laughs> This, 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 if this fucking guy gets elected to the Senate, I mean, just, is there anything else you need to know about, like, just the level of fucking, uh, I, I just, I, I can't, I don't think I've seen, like, five dumber people in my life than Herschel Walker. Like, I, I genuinely don't think I could, people who don't have, like, a legitimate, like, learning disability, I don't think I can name five people who I've met in my life who are dumber than Herschel Walker, and this guy's gonna be, one of the hundred most powerful people in the country, potentially, because of the I mean, fucking. And, and, and here's the thing: if the Democrats can't beat right. a guy with the, the mental capacity of, you know, my grandfather after he had a stroke, right. uh, it's because they don't want to win, right? They can they can keep running Stacey Abrams like fucking candidates all they want, who are never going to win, right? But this is the danger: is that if you're not trying to win with serious candidates, you know, keep sabotaging people that are, would actually win. This is the result. This is what's going to happen. Well, and, and Ralph Warnock, who is running against who, you know, ha, who slim, like won a slim, um, by slim margin last time to become the Senator in Georgia. Um, it, he's already fucked because Biden completely fucked him on the campaign trail. I don't know if you remember, it feels like ancient history at this point, but that was, 
the time he was the one that like they put out those two thousand dollar check um like images like where it was literally a check with two thousand dollars written on it and basically like if you elect me we will pass these two thousand dollar uh covid relief checks and that was the that was the two thousand dollar check that turned into the fourteen hundred dollar check because biden was using which fu- i still funny. never got <laughs> right they which you never it, got any of but right because it was means tested and i didn't have any taxable income uh at that year so sorry but <laughs> whatever right uh, and and but and, and again like the people who did get it they only got 1400 we're like where's the other 600 and he's like oh no you already got that from the guy that i'm running against and claim is like the right. biggest you know satan incarnate um but, but you remember how you know you know how like the you know the food price of food doubled right two years right. after that 1400 dollars. right got and once. it's still fucking insanely you know right I, just i i literally cannot spend under a hundred dollars and and even feed myself like with groceries anymore which is fucking insanity like i used to be able to go to aldi spend 70 dollars, have enough food for like two weeks and now i can barely get the essential staples of my fucking weekly diet for like a hundred plus dollars at, at all these or at, you know, at the same sort of, it's, it's just crazy how fucking inflated everything is now. And no, it's nuts. It's there's nuts. zero, I mean, zero fucking relief whatsoever. Five, $6 for a loaf of bread. Oh yeah. It isn't, oh, it yeah. isn't just like bleached white bread. That's <laughs> it's not even good. Like, it, yeah, right. That's like, the, you know, like, lo, like on the lower end of the, yeah, I remember like legitimate things like, and I'm not like a, like a, a fucking penny counter, but I remember shit. I'm like, yeah, I used to pay two ninety nine for this loaf of fucking like, like Sara Lee, whatever bread. And, and, I, and I'm like, I went to the store. It was like, f- like five ninety nine. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's everything, everything. And, and it seems like not a lot, but when you add it all up, it's literally, you know, 40 to 60% higher than your bill was a fucking year and a half ago. And there's just what's, no what's relief. What's the name of the whatsoever. guy? Um, oh, what's the fucking, uh, the uh the three fucking ghosts of Christmas fucking story. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge, but his his business partner who was complaining. Oh, Marley. About, right, and somebody worked out like you know he's he's complaining about how poor he is to his boss, and his boss is like you know we we can't afford to put more coal in the fire, so you know. Oh oh no, Bob Cratchit, Bob Cratchit. The, oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so somebody worked out like how much money uh he was being paid yeah. and it came to thirteen dollars and twenty five cents an hour. So like literally minimum wage workers <laughs> double are making the minimum wage double country. the minimum wage of a Dickinson fucking dystopia. Right. A Charles Dickens fucking nightmare where it was like it literally can't keep the heat on for, for thirteen dollars an hour, which is true. But um especially with the fucking utility there's just no control over utility prices in this country either and th- that was written in like what the late 1800s <laughs> right they're like the fucking uh, biggest depressions in you know u.s history yeah it's just fucking god it's 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 so fucking depressing when you think about it but um well you know i one other thing i wanted to talk about before we got out of here that's just yeah. to just not to bring people down even more but um we've we've talked a lot about the combination of of um malintent and stupidity by Eric Adams, the the mayor, the co- fucking piece of shit former cop uh, mayor of New York City that the Democrats fucking elected. Um, and he recently just put out a new directive. Um, mayor Eric Adams says that the uh, he uh, this is the first time a mayoral administration has given directive to the NYPD, FDNY, and DOH to involuntarily transport people with severe mental illness if they cannot meet their basic needs. 
parentheses, not only if they're not, if they're outwardly violent. So he's literally giving the NYPD, the FDNY and the Department of Health carte blanche to just fucking throw uh, homeless people in jail if they can't meet their basic needs. Like not, not, not even just fucking, you know, uh, people who are actually, you know, violently, you know, acting out or, you know, having violent outbursts or he's literally just completely criminalizing homelessness. He's, he's. He's basically trying to do the, the the Giuliani of the early 2000s. Giuliani always gets praised for, you know, cleaning up Manhattan. Yeah, he did it by bussing out all the fucking homeless people and pretending they didn't exist. Like, he didn't do it because he, you know, enacted any fucking, you know, social programs that helped uplift those people. He just fucking, you know, swept them under the rug like they do before the fucking Olympics. Right. Like, you know, nothing. And, and the sad part is there's probably homeless people out there that will hear this and go, great, I got a fucking you know, a roof over my head and three meals a day. Fucking take me away, officer. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. But. I mean, obviously, I, I, I know that's, you know, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but like, you know, there's people who will like deliberately do shit to get arrested simply to get off the street. Well, And, and that's but and that's the thing is like the, the, the level of care for for homeless people in this country is so poor and so fucking uh, stressful and and and, you know, the conditions are so like dreadful that many of them just choose to sleep on the streets rather than to sleep in the shelters that are provided because it's just such a fucking nightmare underfunded, you know, claustrophobic uh, disaster the way that we, it's, we, it's we also just, you know, uh, the, when you go to a shelter, you don't have any control over who else is there. Right. right. And, and there are d- definitely conflicts between homeless people where, you know, if if one person's in one place, another person who maybe got beat up by them doesn't want to stay in the same building, understandably. Right. Right. Whereas if you, you know, have your own tent and know where to camp and you can kind of control your environment a bit more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, of course, there's not enough shelters, period. Right. right? There's not, I mean, there, you'll hear like, oh, the city is going to have an initiative to build a 700 units of affordable housing. Uh, so for specifically for people who are homeless, but you know, the city's homeless population is 90,000. So right. like you, like, and yeah, and there's like 200,000 vacant, you know, apartments and, and homes in the city. But right, it's like, right. well, no, and, we can... and a lot of those are owned by banks that are just sitting on them empty. Right. Right. As, as investment properties, not as homes. Right. And, and, and nobody can make the fucking one and one-to-one connection of like, why don't you just put the people who don't have a house in the houses that don't have people in them? But like, it's just, that's too fucking far of a lift for, for anybody to fucking. <laughs> and it, it always comes together. down to like, well, they're homeless, so they might make a mess. It's like, you wouldn't. <laughs> you want, dude, can we inspect your house right now? Like person saying that, like, can we, can we, did you, do you have a pile of clothes in your corner? Like, fuck off. Like, you know, like, yeah, really, when you, like it's, it's amazing when you have a place to, you know, take a bath whenever you want and clean your clothes, how magically things aren't as messy as yeah. when you're fucking living literally under a bridge. Like, yeah. like any, like the, like the fucking, you know, the, the urban vista of beneath the freeway was doing so great before homeless people moved in there. <laughs> right, right. It was it was a bastion of of, of fucking you know cleanliness and no and, and and yeah. I mean, again, there's nothing that yeah. And wealth has it's just fucking Elon Musk, richest man in the world, uh, tweeted out that picture of his bedside table with uh, two guns and a bunch of uh, empty diet coke cans that were leaving like like fucking you know condensation rings on his like thousand dollar marble you know end tape nightstand or whatever what kind of guns did elon musk have uh he had one gun that looked like some fucking video game gun and like another 
like 1800s looking fucking like like musket early you know like i'm sure somebody's screaming into their fucking thing what kind of gun it was but you know i don't care but it's just some. did you see that clip of of fucking kanye walking out on tim pool oh yeah (laughs) and people were fucking mocking temple's decorations they were like what the fuck was that a flintlock pistol on the wall (laughs) (laughs) no he's got he literally i'm looking i have i had it saved my bookmarks he has a flintlock (laughs) pistol like cross like almost like skull and crossbones crossed with a samurai sword it's like just the fucking like the most incel fucking wall oh decor I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like a life. guitar there too, and just it was like. Well, he's in an like, emo. You saw his emo band's music video, right? No, I haven't Uh-oh. seen that. Haven't oh seen yeah, that. no, he released some some fucking yeah. It's 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 real bad. Hey, it, I'll give him at least props for you know pissing off Kanye about calling him calling him out on his fucking anti semitism. The, the, the most fucking like bare fucking pushback imaginable, which. Again, Kanye West is is going to go on a spree shooting. I, I, I'm convinced at this point. He, the the people, the fucking actual Nazis he's hanging around with, and the level of like mental illness that he's exhibiting publicly, plus the means that he has access to, I'd be very concerned to be like around him in in a crowd of people. Like I, I genuinely don't think he's stable enough to be like like he really genuinely needs to be fucking committed like speaking of people that need to be committed well, he, he's maybe we can get the mayor of new york city yeah on right that one. <laughs> kind of pretend you're homeless actually he might fucking be if he keeps saying i mean he's shit. walking around with the fucking rubber galoshes on like what the fuck is he doing if he if he keeps fucking saying the shit he's saying he's gonna eventually lose enough money that he will he may actually end up on the streets and then they can does he, does he still make music was it is that a thing he's done in the last he's, 10 he, years he put out an album i mean he hasn't put out a coherent he, he the albums he puts out are exactly what you think they would be just incoherent fucking like like the shit you'd you you imagine he wrote the lyrics in crayon like it's just really it's just not the shit like he has not put out an actual like in, intelligible like record that would sound like it's by a, a musician like a professional musician and quite a while i as from by my count i'm sure you know some of his I, I don't even know i wouldn't even be able to tell a kanye west rap song if i heard it his, uh, except like, for the except for the one that zach galifianakis made a video for that was and, I, and i'm pretty sure he did that just to mock him maybe um, but no, i mean, I mean you know, look, whether you i mean whether you like his early work or not he it was a, it was certainly more coherent than anything that he does now it, it, you know it had somewhat clever lyrics like now it's just fucking you know i, I mean he had a fucking song a couple of years ago back when he was still considered to be like an, a coherent musical artist called black skinhead which everyone just assumed was like oh you know that's just like an ironic thing no actually that's probably you know just (laughs) he's saying like no guys for real i am a black skinhead like i you know he he apparently is like always uh exhibited in 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 a fascination with adolf hitler like according to tmz and like people have like leaked to them so i'm sure this is just some this is just the natural extension of his fucking you know all the shit that's driven him crazy like pete davidson banging his ex-wife like just just pushed him over the fucking edge and he's just full-on like indulging his his weird fucking nazi fetish at this point why are they all like this though why is every billionaire like this i mean maybe not all of them are like this oh but a lot of all the public ones that we know of i mean most of the fucking peter thiel elon kanye they're just the just incredible like divorced man energy like it's just they radiate to like that they're just the most divorced men you've ever seen in your entire life and i don't i don't i don't know what their weird fascination with this shit is but i imagine it's just some kind of support group for them it's like their own sort of religion you know like i i don't i don't know 
it, it's just fucking sad, but these people run the fucking country. So, you know, it's terrifying also. I really think it's, you know, at a certain point you have so much money, you know, and you're completely surrounded by so many people who will never tell you anything that you've ever done is wrong because their jobs depend on you being happy <laughs> at all times. Right. That it's just like it is its own form of mental illness, you know, and you, you finally just think like I should, I'm a God, I should be able to live forever. You know, how do I take it all with me? <laughs> you know, like right. how, how can I get off this planet and go off and find the, the creator and figure out how to, uh, you know, have infinite life. That's, that's really what they all come to a conclusion is like, I can't die. I'm, I'm not a mere mortal. I'm a God. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's like, all they can think about, you know, is is I have to I have to own the biggest, you know, media company in the world. I have to own the biggest newspaper in America. It's it's like it's an obsession. Well, and, and again, it's just, you know, it, I, I, it's one of the most telling things I've ever seen about just the, the psyche of a billionaire. It maybe maybe ever recorded on film was that that clip we played. I It may have been it may have been this year. This year feels like an eternity at this point. But. Um, that clip of Jeff Bezos and William Shatner after Shatner gets back down from, oh, yeah. from space. And he's just really, you know, having this really emotional moment describing like the beauty of, of space and like, of just seeing to the end of, you know, creation and all these, just, just the, everything you imagine that it would just be absolutely like the, humbled by the experience and right. amazed by it and trying to articulate it. You know, a guy who has inspired millions of people to think more about outer space and, and, you know, <laughs> Jeff Bezos Make, is just, woo, with a fucking just, champagne bottle in the back. Get the bikini girls in here and fucking spray the champagne, <laughs> woo. You know, and it's just like, you know, I'm, I mean, William Shatner, he's super old and he said a few cringy things over the years, but like, God damn, like. I know, I, I, I've never felt more bad for him in my life. How like, do you Jesus disrespect Christ. somebody that, you know, and he didn't even look mad. He was just confused. Like, what the like, fuck what are you? this guy's deal, man? Like, what? It was it was just it was just such an inhuman reaction to something so majestic and like you you can't you can't even imagine. I think that was Bezos's first trip to space too, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I, he had gone a couple times before that. So, okay. but, but even so, I mean, I mean still, fuck, like you're you're standing in the presence of fucking science fiction royalty, and you have the gall to disrespect him when he's like and, and, mid sentence and you went somewhere that like 30 people in in American history have ever gone. Like you know, like very like just incredible fucking experience that almost nobody alive can <clears throat> say that they had, and and you're just like like you just fucking like sky sky dove like that's all it was to you it was like a little you know it was like a fucking tandem skydiving experience for you seriously i mean it's it's, this is it's the ego of like oh here's this old guy who's saying something important but you know what i care about more is titties and alcohol (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i it's it's a hard toss-up but like you know one's gonna be there in a few minutes you could take a little I, bit of time to listen to what fucking Captain Kirk has to say to you. Right. Literally all that clip was missing was like Jeff Bezos, like motorboating one of the random fucking champagne. <laughs> cr- like that's, that's what it, that, that's the energy he was expressing. It, like, was, it was just like so a total Simpsons moment. Fucking like, weird. You couldn't have written it more fucking more oddball. No. So yeah, I the country more or less. He's basically, he could cripple the economy in a second if he wanted to. So that's a comforting thought. Yeah, he still can't grow hair, though. Nope, can't grow hair. That's the, you know, you can cripple the economy, can't fucking Neither cripple can those Elon, hair follicles though. into submission. Right? So I have one last little bit here. Um, we were talking about soccer at the at the jump. 
but um, and we mentioned how uh, USA beat Iran today, um, which everyone thinks is some kind of like symbolic, like yes, we've crushed them because they're mean to women, and we're such a great, <laughs> we're, uh, we're, friendly we're, country to we're women such a here great in America. Country about women's rights. Oh, what's that? Yeah. We just repealed fucking women's rights to abortion, healthcare. Yeah, okay. Imagine if, imagine if Iran had a journalist for the Washington Post chopped up in a little bits and carried away in duffel bags. Just imagine that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you you would hear about it every single day. But instead, the country that actually did that, we need to turn the other cheek and let them do whatever. I don't know. They're um, cool. They give us money. <laughs> right. But uh, so this was the headline here. Uh, apparently, there's like some unrest in Iran. I mean, like. A lot of countries, like any country, there's protests over things. Iran is fairly socially regressive in a lot of ways. In other ways, not sure. so much. But uh, it was a headline. Um, Iran threatened families of national soccer team with, quote, violence and torture, according to a report. Okay. And this is in the National Review, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, article here just says, uh, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps threatened the families of players on Iran's World Cup soccer team with imprisonment and torture if the players do not, quote, behave before their match against the United States on Tuesday, according to a new report. Okay, according to a new mean? report by who? By who? Who wrote the report that you're quoting from? <laughs> so, a source told CNN that players were called to a meeting with members of the IRGC after the team failed to sing the country's national anthem during their opening match against England last week. So again, who is the source <laughs> that you're citing? Totally not at all the CIA. That's for sure not who's the there's, there's a 100% chance it is the CIA. <laughs> right. The IRGC reportedly warned afterwards that players who did not sing the national anthem or who participated in any political protest against the Iranian government would... Uh, would leave their families subject to violence and torture as retribution. Again, that's in quotes, violence and torture. So un, un, unnamed, they're not even saying according to an anonymous source or according to a government source or according to, you know, it's just the report has no name. It has no legitimacy. It, you know, we're not citing the name of any person who worked on the report or gave us the report uh, other than just, you know, a, a few lines in an email so yeah, it's the fucking CIA, of course. Right, right, of course. <sighs> Quote, there are a large number of Iranian security officers in Qatar collecting information and monitoring the players, the source told CNN, adding that players are not allowed to meet with foreigners during the World Cup. I mean, they're clearly they're meeting with foreigners. Everyone who's there is a foreigner. It's the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> right. you, th you think they're like locked in a fucking cage until the game starts and they just have news for you it's not in america we're fucking foreigners at the world cup like this whole idea of like you know it's just again such an america-centric way but of yeah, it's it, like but... everything about it is designed to you know it's it's not just anti-iran it's like anti the entire idea of the world cup that somehow you know iranian officials can go in and you know do things there that we can't control it's just we get real salty about the world cup because we're not that good at soccer that's the issue like if we were <laughs> right. if like the olympics we fucking love we we act like we're the fucking mayor of the olympics every time we show up there because we <clears throat> typically are like first or second in gold medal count you know i mean sometimes china beats us but that's the they, they, America is swinging dicks at the Olympics. Like at the World Cup, they're just they're just com completely insecure and like constantly, you know, sniping at these other countries because we're not that fucking good at, women, at men's soccer, especially. 
uh women's soccer were a little bit better but yeah it's just it's it's fucking laughable um but i'll tell you what nothing nothing like more exemplified how uncomfortable america is with the idea of the rest of the world existing you know and not pledging fealty to it at all times was when Mike Pence had to sit right next to Kim Jong-un's oh, sister man. at the Olympics. That was so funny. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. I just pulled gr- up the picture too. That was a great year too. Cause then Korea actually had, had you had one Olympic team. They had like a United team that year and everyone was like, How oh, did this be? yeah, that was the, and that was when Trump was president. Cause that was when he was actually like one of his, you know, signature initiatives, whatever you want to say about it was like trying to, sort of mend tensions and mend fences between the two Koreas. Um, and, and they, I think they, as a show of solidarity had one, had just the Korean Olympic team that year, which was the first time they've done that in a long time. Right. So that was, you know, pretty incredible. Yeah. They um, sent over Dennis Rodman and he ended the longest war in uh, American history. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> no, of course. Um, just real quick before we got out of here, just some breaking kind of less in less hours. So apparently Bernie's uh, amendment to guarantee seven days of paid sick leave to rail workers is building momentum. Uh, Rubio Cruz and Josh Hawley indicate they may support John Cornyn suggests it may have enough GOP votes to pass the Senate. Uh, and apparently Pelosi is saying the house will vote on it tomorrow. So, uh, fucking amendment King strikes again. He might've actually just saved <laughs> fucking, you know, save this thing from from the fucking save the economy of the, the shittiest flames. country in the world yeah well no i th- no i think th- i think he saved you know the, the at least he at least got a good amount of concessions for the workers because this would have passed a hundred percent with with one or no sick days in it so he was like all right well i'm just not gonna let the fucking bill oh okay so tomorrow the house pelosi's gonna let both bills go up for a vote the one with seven paid sick days and the one that has no paid sick days you think the fucking speaker of the house of the democratic party which claims to be the party of labor would say let's just vote on the seven (laughs) paid sick days first which one is better who's to know who's to know know? what's the difference things bad or bad things good there's no way (laughs) hey elon musk i hear is a twitter poll should trump be reinstated or not did you see that shit Oh yeah, no, and he, yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna do it. <laughs> although right. although but Trump's literally, like, I don't come back to that fucking cesspool. <laughs> well, he's a fucking being a prima donna bitch about it. He will eventually. He, he will. He can't. He can't resist. He can't fucking resist. Like there'll be something but, that'll set him off. Literally, it was just you know, like here's all of our terms of service, and we have you know these people in place that you know uh, thoughtfully weigh out what their policy should be and who should be, and it's like, oh, actually, just let's do a fucking a poll right. on the website to decide. Right. You know, I mean, I don't give a shit because I don't care who or isn't, you know, no, my preference is my preference Twitter. is that he is on Twitter because it's always amusing whether or not right, purely for comedy, in, purely right, for comedy. Yeah. An insane person. He was the president of the United <clears> States <throat> tweeting, you know, just fucking shit about Diet Coke tasting like shit, but he still drinks it like that's the sort of, you know, shit that we would get from from the president of the United States because he had a Twitter. So I you definitely know, I'm and, definitely missing that. The the fact that America basically elected Tony Clifton as president. Oh, oh yeah, no, hundred percent. That's a good, it that's is, a good comp. I think it is such a. <laughs> I, I love it purely for the comedy of it, but also I love it purely because liberals are like they, they honestly are like, how could this have happened? And it's like they haven't learned anything, so it's probably going to happen again. And <laughs> right. It's going to be even fucking funnier then, um. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's like it it is Aaron Sorkin syndrome. They have this view of what America actually is that it's never been. And 
are constantly obsessed with, I mean, I, I, I was home in Michigan, right. For two weeks, taking care of mom, foot surgery thing. And her friends all came over, hung out. We had some drinks and they couldn't go more than 10 minutes without mentioning Donald Trump. Oh yeah. For hours, for hours, they, somebody always had to say something about him. I'm like, just, you, he, he's, is he in the room? Right now with you? Do, are you, do you see him? Is there a reason that you are compelled to think about him all the time? Because I don't, but I think it's hilarious that you do and can't get over it because he is the most American president we've ever had. Oh, 100%. Right? So if the, the, in, in the fact that they don't understand that because they don't see that America they see the West Wing version of America, right, the fictional America that doesn't actually exist, that they want it to exist as right. Is, that that was, they think that we somehow every four years have lost a need to return to, you know, right. But and then immediately that 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 happens, they suddenly don't care about war, don't care about what the CIA does, don't care about the kids in cages anymore. So yeah, if anything, accelerationist, whatever the fuck. Maybe if he's president again, then we can go back to caring about kids in cages. Right. It's not like we do, we're doing anything now about it. So, I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah. No, no. And, you know, you have the Biden's DOJ is fighting in court to be able to keep doing all of the things Trump was doing with immigration. Yep. So, you know, like where where is the round clock reporting on Rachel Maddow about that? You know, so I don't think she has the show anymore. Luckily, I, I could. Oh, be wrong she about does. It. Oh, does she? she? Does okay. yeah? Because we had the election when I was there, so I got to see oh, gotcha, gotcha. way more CNN. I thought and she quit, or was she? Did to. she not leave yet? Or I thought she was quitting or something. Uh, as far as I know, she's still there. Maybe that was just a rumor. I don't know. Maybe it was wishful. Maybe that was just like a dream I had one day. <laughs> I was like, oh no, she quit public life. Yeah, it was great. I, I mean, she. I saw her. I saw her show on there. No, I, um, I, I could totally be mistaken. I maybe I'm just misremembering. Well, no, Joy Reid. She lost her show, right? Didn't she lose her show? I think they just moved it around, and they still have her on all the time on everyone else's show for commentary. So, um, I think, but she, she might have yeah, just lost her slot. I don't think she has her own show anymore. She's probably just a, a talking head now. Is yeah. what I'm is what I'm seeing from her her profile yeah oh it's hilarious to though to see her on that show because now she has to uh say nice things about gay people um <laughs> and you know that you know like the the, the time traveling ruckers and hackers that uh made her say not nice things about gay people who infiltrated her blog somehow oh, God, um this is, this, is, this is such a triggering <laughs> like sequence of memories <laughs> fucking Remember two years ago thing? god i forgot about all of these horrible fucking nightmare it's just oh, and all these people just, i forgot remember about how them. she said that somebody must have hacked her website uh -huh. and people people pulled up old versions of it like right the red from the way archive back, way back machine version the way back of, machine yeah. that showed that no it had always said those things so she was literally it means that she didn't know about archive.org and that you can track things like what a website used to look like. She had a and what television news show, news and didn't know show, this. and didn't know that you could fucking look things up on the internet that existed previously. Like, yeah, wow. Oh, my God. And, and it's, it's just, again, it, it shows how these people are completely insulated from reality. Um, they're paid to do a job to say what the CIA wants them to say. Yep. You know, what they're the, paid what to the insulate everyone else's want them to say. You know, mothers and and you know grandmothers from from reality that's their that's their job is to help insulate as many non-rich people from reality as possible <sighs> anyway Just.
fuck um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> anyway but that's great i mean i the, look bernie's you know I, again I, you know, whatever we say about him is always trying to do the right thing and he at least did what he could to get them at least seven days of, of paid bernie is gonna make sure that biden's fucking is held accountable to being fucking the imagine, fdr that he pretended he was. imagine the fucking <laughs> optics if they don't pass bernie's bill but they pass the zero paid sick because again all they're saying is like we just need to get we just can't have a strike we want we want what's best for the workers too but we can't have a strike oh well you know just conveniently you never proposed you know a better deal for the workers but um you but now that there is one on the table from from the fucking senator um, there's no reason you shouldn't vote on it because that's the best deal for the workers, right? Like, there's no reason you shouldn't vote on it. And Republicans are saying they'll vote for it. So, you know, right. it's just, again, the funniest thing actually would be if it passes the House slimly and passes the Senate and Biden vetoes it because it's got seven paid sick days in it. That'll be the real <laughs> he wouldn't. Fucking... He wouldn't do that. No, but he's yeah, not that stupid, it, it, but he, he will begrudgingly sign it if, if it gets to his desk. He yeah, will not well, they'll, they'll pretend wants- it's a they'll pretend it's a win if it goes through, but if it doesn't, they'll pretend that the shitty one was the win, right? So right. it's it's just they're going to go with whatever seems like it's going to get them what's, the most. What's, and what's preferable to them is the, the is the political win that has no actual you know tangible benefit for anyone involved. Like that, the, Bernie's solution is the very serious downgrade in their eyes because then they actually have to make a concession to workers which is the last thing in the world that anyone in the biden administration wants it's, to i do. mean it, how, how does how, is everyone look at this and see that this is like oh this is the the rail industry is going to lose money if people are allowed to have paid sick days no it's you still have to fucking you know prove that you're sick right, <laughs> right? like and, it's not just also, like oh i'm not coming to work for a week it's like hey i have a communicable virus that should not be exposed to other people and if i do more people will get sick and you'll have a bigger problem on your hands right and, and that's, fucking short-sighted fools and again it's the cruel the, the cruelty is the point and because they know that like realistically they're probably more apt to lose people to to physically cannot get out of bed sick time uh and lose more staff that way than they would if they would just pay people to stay home when they actually are sick but once they make that concession then they feel that they've they've you know started that slippery slope of like treating employees as human beings and we can't have that because then that means a lot for other things you know most most people in any job most people have you know some amount of paid time off that they accrue right? right so the idea that like real workers have none I think most people don't even think that that's possible. They're like, wait, well, how do sure they have, they have no some vac- And I don't know what it is, but I'm sure they have some vacation time. But to not have paid sick leave is fucking insane when you work with the public. Like, that's just that that's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in any regard, even if you're just a, a solo train conductor on a freight line, it's like, no, any, do, you, right, do you want somebody who's physically ill operating a mile long fucking <laughs> train hundreds of thousands of tons of metal and you want that person to not be able to take a sick day well it's not like anyone's ever fallen asleep and derailed a train or anything like that right that doesn't happen like three times a year or anything like that i mean there's there's no like you know idioms about uh going off the rails or anything like that i've never heard that expression that's that's funny no no yeah it's fucking ridiculous but you know hopefully hopefully they vote on the actual good bill and and again i don't know why they have any fucking say over what this private union fucking accepts as terms but whatever that's you know that's just the way that we do it's a bunch of different unions too because i mean you you do have the united rail workers unions it's like multiple you know 
whatever's uh, chapters or, or there's, there's a ton of them. There's ATU, there's the FWU. There's, I mean, there's, there's some rail unions are just like a local city's fucking, you know, uh, subway drivers that might not even be affiliated with a larger um, national or international union. So, uh, so yeah, the, the idea that the federal government can, you know, say, Oh, you, you working for a private company have to accept this contract with your boss is frankly absurd to me. And and I would love to know like the legalities of how that works. Yeah, no, it, it's fucking insane, but it doesn't shock me that that's something that's possible in this country. Um, yeah. So that, I think that does it for us this week. Um, yeah. Go check out uh, last week. We did a review of Nope. Uh, the excellent Jordan Peele uh, suspense, horror, thriller, whatever movie. Um, <laughs> Jaws and- rip off. <laughs> yeah. spoilers yeah uh and uh yeah go check that out um follow us on uh soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left um facebook.com slash move left idiots patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left Uh, and i'm on twitter at bike slutty yeah see you next time Bound for glory.